The blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast. We're the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. And I'm Adam. And today we have a patron-picked episode. Uh, patron Asha Youssef. Did I say that right, Adam? I think. I mean... I think so. I, th- I think so. Asha uh, is a uh, patron uh, we've known for a little bit. Yes. Uh, through our trivia, really. Yeah. Through trivia, I would say. Uh, she's part of the Trivial Warfare Army group, and I think that's where we kind of first met her, and she mm-hmm. then transitioned over to enjoying Blast from Our Past, which is awesome. Yep. Uh, lovely person, and she has picked today's topic. And I gotta admit, this was not a topic I saw coming. <laughs> no, I was not expecting this one bit. But it's a fun, it's a different kind of episode. Yeah, it was. We are gonna talk our top ten favorite serial mascots. And I'll be honest, I'd never really thought about it. This was not yeah. something that I had had, like, if you'd asked me randomly, what's your favorite serial mascot? I don't think I would have had an answer. You're right. It's not one that's typical on my head. No one goes around like, oh, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite song? What's your favorite serial mascot? <laughs> right there. <laughs> no, I, it was a, a little bit difficult. I do expect there to be a lot of crossover, because it's not yeah. like there's a bunch of serial mascots. Right. Um, right. But I just kind of had to go in... And think about, all right, who am I most nostalgic for? Who gives me the most good vibes? You know, that kind of thing. Who, and that's what I had to go on. I also tried really hard to separate the mascot from the cereal. Yeah. I, don't want the, I didn't want my favorite cereals to influence whether or not I thought the mascot was better. And we did our top 10 uh, nostalgic cereals before, and you're right. That is, I tried to do the same thing as well. I kind of just I looked at them and mostly I'm like, okay, is it a fun design? Do I like it? Also, am I nostalgic for like the commercials? The commercials is really what yeah. did it for me. I, yes. I went back and and I didn't watch any commercials. I just I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna base this strictly on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. What is my memory? Which commercials did I like? Which commercials maybe did I not so like? And I think maybe some cereals that are my favorite ended up lower on this list because mm. the mascot I just kind of found to either be annoying or not as cool as some sure. of the other ones. Okay, fair. So not really too much to prep. Um, if you missed our top 10 serial episode, you definitely need to go back and listen to that one uh, after this. Yeah, I would say uh, so. Because that one was a trip. Just the lead up to that one was... Uh, some of the most fun thing I've ever had. <laughs> it was, yeah, some of the, the exactly, the, the preparations that we did was uh, far more intense than a lot that we've done before. I'd say only a few times, like when I read three entire books for <laughs> one, uh, you know, segment. Um, one casting. <laughs> exactly. When we have done this, uh, this, all these, eating all the different, 30 something different cereals or so each that we ate in prep for this one. Um, I do think, actually, and I put it on the schedule at some point, and it's something we're going to have to do. I think we have to do, like, nostalgic candy, and I'm probably going to have to go and buy a bunch of candy for that. It's going to have oh, to God. happen. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I can. I might have to try and go buy, like, all, a bunch of, like, fun size or something yeah, like oh, that. Oh, that's I'm a not, good call. Uh, well, you can't get I'm those not sure individually. Can, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll just go. You know what? Halloween's coming up. Ah. I'll just I'll go buy a, a crap ton of all that stuff, and I'll just save one of each for me. There you go. That's a good call. So we may have to, like... 
even if that episode doesn't air well, yeah. soon, we may have to record that one and, soon. And the entire gamut of candy is far greater than the gamut of cereal. So going yeah. to buy all of that, I'm just going to have to probably think to myself, all right, what's my top 20 in my head? And then just get 20 of them or something. Right. So. Yeah. Before we get started, let's hear from Asha as to why she picked this topic. Hey, Blast From Our Past listeners, this is Asha. I'm so glad to be a part of today's episode. I asked Adam and John to create a top 10 list of their favorite cereal mascots. When I was a kid, I loved finding a box of cereal with a cartoon character on the cover. It meant sugary goodness and possibly a toy was in my future. I'm looking forward to seeing where the guys put my favorite and to see once and for all who becomes my favorite Spies brother. Hope you all enjoy. Thank you. All right, but let's go ahead and jump into cereal mascots. Adam, I'm uh, interested to hear your list. Let's start you off with a number 10. Uh, my number 10, I am not worried about being on your list because he this character wasn't introduced until 1995, and it's for a uh, cereal that is not... It was one that I think was pretty low on my list. Uh, it's for Honeycomb, and it's the character The Crazy Craving. Yeah, it didn't make my list. Yeah, do you remember that one at all? Is it? Did you look like kind of like a little fuzzball or yes, something like that? Yes, exactly. Okay. I I did when I was when I did my research. I did remember seeing him, and instantly I'm like, yeah, I got no nostalgic ties to that guy. I do because you know, yeah, '95, I was 10, um, so right in like yeah, you know, big cereal eating times. Um, he was wild haired, looked almost like a freaky Tasmanian devil almost thing, mm-hmm. but not quite, but. Um, CGI kind of thing, and he had like these rabid cravings for honeycomb cereal. And the children, when they were hungry and they they couldn't control their urge for honeycomb, you gotta have it. And, and they would turn into this monster, and he go, "Ooh, me want honeycomb!" And he'd go around and try to just. It was to me what's nostalgic mostly about this character is I get all those feels from the late and mid '90s extreme marketing, like when oh, yeah. everybody had like. Frosted, you know, not frosted tips. I was like 2000s, but like spiky hair stuff and like surge was huge. And like, it's just, there was that time, everything, there was Mm -hmm. extreme uh, airheads, extreme this, extreme that, that marketing and this crazy cravings character kind of fills that nostalgic uh, spot for me. So that's why I always, (laughs) always kind of had a soft spot for him. And um, unfortunately the cereal itself does not taste all that great at least i i think i think it used to be better sweet cardboard i remember is what i got (laughs) i think we had the discussion that honeycomb was okay if you ate it dry it is good yeah yeah because because there's that sweet you know there's that sweet coating you put on it but all all the inside just you're right it just it's like dust it's like (laughs) honey coated sawdust or whatever yeah true but i do remember actually i think that cereal is like one of my wife's favorites so every so often she will make me buy it she won't get it for herself uh-huh. but if i get it then she'll eat it. yeah Keisha's the same way she likes it too and, and yet i'm not a fan uh okay so my number 10 maybe it's on your list i mean i i really shouldn't bother saying that because any one of these <laughs> could end up on on your list but uh this one i remember specifically that it was a cereal our mother got, and I didn't particularly care for it. Um, and I think she got it because she got like the cheap version, mm-hmm. and so it, it may actually not even associate the right um, one because I'm, she might have actually gotten like the name brand version. But obviously, with the commercial, we just kind of associate it. Um, I went with Diggum Frog from Honey Smacks. Okay, 
the frog is cool. He was actually one of my uh, honorable mentions. Yeah. So I didn't. I I remember the commercials. I didn't mind the frog. I thought he was kind of yeah. cool. Um, Dig him. Uh, yeah, he was cool. <laughs> exactly. I I I thought that was cool. You know, for some reason, frogs and marketing in the '90s were big. There was the <laughs> yeah. Dig him, and then the Budweiser. Budweiser. Bud yeah. Uh huh. Um. I do remember, like, mom buying uh, Honey Smacks to the point of me, like, this is the most disgusting thing. Why do I, I have to eat this? I'm not going to lie, man. I can't remember where I put them on my ranking, but every now and then, I don't get it often. It's probably, like, once every two years, I feel like I need Smacks or or Sugar Crisp. I can't remember which one I liked better because they're very similar. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, Golden Crisp, they call it now, or whatever it is called. But um, but Diggum Frog is is a cool mascot, for sure. Yeah, every and as you kind of said, every so often I will pass through the cereal aisle and I will see some old cereal that I'm in my head. I'm like, that's probably going to taste like crap. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get one. Yeah, I'm going to get a box and I'm just going to try it and then I'll eat it. And then I'll be like, no, it wasn't worth it. And yeah. Then like two or three years later, I'll do the same thing again. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Freaking I- marketing in the 90s worked. I am, uh-huh. this, we're 30 years later and I'm still looking at like a thing of Honey Smacks being like. I want that nostalgic feeling of uh, eating honey coasted mm-hmm. saw, sawdust. Again. Yeah, exactly. It's just <laughs> little puffed corn with just sugar all the fuck over it. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go ahead and move on to number nine. Okay, my number nine. Um, yeah, I can't say. Oh, might be on your list because, of course, it might be on your list. Uh, this was, I believe, our sister's favorite cereal. I don't remember if you were as enjoyable of it or if, you know, if it was really your thing at all, but it was the uh, mascot. Well, it had multiple mascots, but my favorite was the one who actually went Cookie Crisp, Chip the Dog from Cookie Crisp. Uh, that was an honorable mention. Honorable mention. So, um, yeah, so he was first introduced in 1990, and Cookie Crisp had multiple different mascots before it. Cookie Jarvis, which was like this... Merlin looking guy it started in 1977 uh, then there was who I really remember the cookie crook and the cookie cop uh-huh. they started in the yes. 80s and chip was actually brought on as a, a, a sidekick for the crook he actually that's what I that's yeah. what I remember when I remember the dog I remember him with the crook me that's too the thing that I, that I remember most that's my most favorite um, nostalgic part of it because they did eventually and I think it was around 2000, or I can't remember when it was exactly. But eventually, they got rid of the cop and the crook, and they just had the dog. And then, okay. like, years later, they changed him to a, a wolf, and now he's Chip the Wolf. And it looks totally different. It makes sense for the Hal, because... Right. But I like the dog. The, the, the cartoony look of the dog. I liked him with the mask on. The way he mm-hmm. and, and the crook, you know work together. I mean, it might honestly be him and the cook for me, but, or the crook. Um, but like I gave, I gave it to chip ultimately because he's the one who did the, the cookie. Crisp. Yeah, and that's the thing you remember. <laughs> exactly. Immediately, that is the thing you remember from the commercials. Yeah, exactly. They would try to steal cookie crisp, but the cop would usually foil their plan and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's just, it is the thing that you remember cause it sticks in your brain. So yeah, it's good stuff. All right. So my number nine, is a cereal that would actually be much higher on my list because it's a cereal I still eat on occasion, even when I'm on a diet, um, even though I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but something about the commercials never quite jived with me. I don't know. I don't know why it was. This character just kind of. I found him slightly annoying. Um, but 
every time I see the box, I still think of like his whole spiel of green clovers, blue stars, <laughs> yellow moons, or whatever. I my number nine is Lucky the Leprechaun. Higher on my list. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, my number eight is an iconic character. I didn't eat the cereal very much because it was only out for a certain uh, limited amount of time every year. My number eight is Count Chocula. Uh, it was also an honorable mention for me. Yeah. Um, I just, we never were Count Chocula people. Um, all of those monsters, honestly, just surprised by, spoiler alert, didn't make my list. Right. And if anyone had the chance, you know, or the rest of the monsters, I mean, um, Count Chocula was the best. He's like the leader of that monster right. group for sure. Uh, so he came out, they were all introduced, or most of them, uh, Frankenberry and Count Chocula introduced in 71, and then uh, Boo Berry a little bit later. Um, so yeah, they all kind of had their, they are seasonal cereals. It's like the McRib, right. but, for, <laughs> <laughs> but for cereal. So uh, apparently from September 1st through October 31st is when they're out. So it should be out in stores right now. Um, but then they also had Fruit Brute which was like this werewolf, and then he went away, and then Fruity Yummy Mummy, which I think is almost the same cereal, uh, just a different person. They've both been discontinued at some point. So, yeah, I think Frankenberry, Boo Berry, and Count Chocula are the uh, main ones. But Cr Count Chocula is the, is the coolest. He's the leader. He's the classic. He's Dracula. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there is something special about it being only a part-time cereal. Right. And, you know, the, I, I want to eat your cereal. That's just kind of funny. Let's get a good line. <laughs> A little bits of trivia here for you, John. Oh, uh, sure. Booberry, um, I don't know when it came out in like 72 or 3 or whatever it was. It's the first blueberry-flavored cereal. There hadn't been a okay. blueberry-flavored one before. Um, and do you, well, in your research, did you come across Count Chocula's first name? You know what? I think I did. Uh, wasn't it like, like Alfred or something? Yes, Count Alfred Chocula. No idea why. <laughs> But that's a little trivia thing that might be fun. Yeah. So, so yeah. I th I remember like first of all, as a kid, the idea of kind of like fruit cereal in my head, I'm like, "Oh, that's supposed to be healthy cereal." I I'm guarantee you <laughs> Frankenberry and Booberry were no healthier no. than Count Chocula. But the idea of having chocolate for breakfast is always going to get so I I mean, I would imagine that Count Chocolate is the best-selling out of all those seasonal cereals. Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, my number eight, I won't say too much because if he, I mean, I, we kind of shocked. Uh, this is an iconic character who's been around for decades. My number eight is Tony the Tiger. Higher on my list and a bit surprised he's so low on yours, but higher on my list. Okay, well, we'll talk about it then. Okay. All right, your number seven then. Uh, my number seven, um, I'd say fairly iconic. That's a definitely iconic uh, catchphrase not said by him. But said by the children, my number seven is Trix Rabbit. Higher on my list. Okay. Um, all right. So my number seven, it's a little weird to talk about him because he is iconic, but not necessarily for being on his serial. Actually, for his television show, my number seven is Fred Flintstone. Higher on my list. We're okay. going to have a, quite a bit of these. <laughs> <laughs> I figured as much. Okay. All right. My number six <laughs> Is uh, another iconic real <laughs> one, um, uh, because he is uh, not just a serial mascot, John. He is part of the uh, the naval naval command. I'm talking Captain Crunch. Uh, higher on my list. 
<laughs> so not surprised <laughs> on this. Um, okay, so my number six is one that you mentioned, and that was uh, the Trix Rabbit. Okay. So um, Trix is fine mm-hmm. as a cereal, but I always really did enjoy the commercials. And honestly, I felt bad for the rabbit. Yeah. Like, I really wanted him to get the cereal. The poor bastard just wanted a little bit of cereal, and those kids were so mean to him. He was trying. I know. He had to go through all these different steps, try to trick them. He just wanted a tiny bit of cereal. I, you know what? I, I think what it is is I, when I was a kid and, and was watching a lot of the um, kind of, not, not to make it a pun, but serialized cartoons from mm-hmm. like the 40s and 50s, I loved watching the Roadrunner and Coyote, and I kind of equated this as being like the Coyote, oh, okay. where he's trying to get something and he's being thwarted at every turn, mm-hmm. and he can't get the thing he wants. And I, not that I necessarily felt bad for the Coyote, but honestly, I kind of did. I'm like, he's just doing his natural Coyote things, yeah. and the, the Roadrunner is just beating him to shit. Yeah. Yeah, and I always I always felt bad for the Trix Rabbit because I'm like, you know what? No one should no one should be uh, thwarted from having a good bowl of cereal. Not that I, necessar- not that I necessarily thought Trix was the best, but um, I I always kind of felt bad, and so I did I did enjoy the commercials, but I uh, I always did feel bad for. Uh, Trixie. As you got older, you kind of realized the kids are all dicks to him. Just, just give him a fucking bowl <laughs> of cereal. So yeah, um, now I realize that. But yeah, that, I mean, with every commercial though ending, silly rabbit tricks are for kids. Like I don't know, it is. It's nice as a kid, you like it because yeah, oh this this cereal's for me. Um, so they were yeah. good. They were good advertisements. I enjoyed them. But you're right. As you get a little bit older, you kind of realize, oh man, he he got he got done dirty. Yeah. Uh, he I think we, he was introduced. Sorry, oh sorry. No, um, go ahead. He was introduced back in 1959, and apparently Trix, they, uh, just a year after they debuted, they had a, um, a rabbit, but it was a puppet. In 1955, they had like a puppet version, and I bet it looked creepy as shit. I didn't see a picture, <laughs> but I'm sure it looks awful. Uh, so, yeah. We probably talked about this when we talked the cereal, but do you prefer the fruit-shaped Trix or the ball-shaped Trix? I am a fruit-shaped Trix man. Mm, I'm the opposite. You're, I preferred the the ball shaped one. Yeah, you've always enjoyed balls in your mouth, um, but <laughs> well, especially just, when they're especially when they're fruity. Especially <laughs> when they're well, I like yeah, I like the shapes. Um, it makes it a little bit more unique, and it's a little you know texture play in your mouth because they're different different shapes, different different textures, different feels. Where mm-hmm. just a ball, it's the same kind of thing. That's uh, maybe it's just because I'm nostalgic for the old tricks. Okay. From when I was probably younger than in even when you were starting to eat tricks, because I can't remember when they made the change. Yeah, it, it was. Shapes. I feel like the '90s, like at some yeah. point, yeah. And by then, I was probably not eating a lot of tricks. Although I, I feel like I was at the point in the '90s where I would eat cereal, but I would just eat whatever was in the house. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was kind of beyond caring. And cereal at some point stops going from a meal to a snack. Um, yeah. Even if I eat it for breakfast, it's like I'm going to be hungry within an hour. Like, do you do you do this? And I don't half this stuff. God, I feel like it was so long ago since we did the cereal thing that I can't remember what we did and didn't talk about. But whatever. Um, do you ever find yourself like eating a bowl of cereal as like your before bedtime snack? Um, I've eaten I've eaten it for like yeah, like a sweet. I mean, yeah, kind of like a dessert a sweet, almost after. Yes, dinner. exactly. It is yeah. a sweet treat. It, you're you're okay. right. Absolutely. 
Okay. Because I'll do that too, where I'll eat dinner and then a couple hours later, like right before I go to bed, I'm like, I want something sweet. Mm-hmm. But I don't really have anything, or I don't want like, I don't want candy where I feel like it's just way too sweet or something like that. So yeah. I'll just get a bowl of cereal or. I mean, when you something. look when you look at the nutrition facts, it's basically yeah, like a <laughs> candy treat. So it makes sense. Um, okay. Are right, we on, th- we're on number five, right? My number five. Uh, my number five has not been said yet. Um, I'm assuming he's going to be on your list because we definitely had these in the house a good little bit. Uh, not a massive amount, but we did enjoy our Cocoa Puffs. I'm talking Sonny the Cuckoo Bird. It's my number five. Adam, my number five is Sonny the Cuckoo Bird. <laughs> Just feels like a right place to put him. Right it in does. the middle. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Sonny was introduced in 62. Um, and basically the entire thing he's trying to do, he's either trying to get some cocoa, uh, cocoa puffs or trying to do some like regular task. And then he just starts fucking going crazy (laughs) for those chocolatey, you know, cocoa, butter, not buttery, but (laughs) crunchy, munchy, (laughs) chocolatey cocoa puffs. And he bursts with like insanity and, and enthusiasm. Um, I'm cuckoo for cocoa puffs. It's a great line. It is, and having two children who are, in fact, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Um, I, In fact, I just went in this morning to our, our kind of pantry area to kind of move things around, and I was like, okay, we got cereal sitting there. I was like, why do I have these three boxes sitting there? I realized we have three boxes of Cocoa Puffs that were all bought around the same time because we went to get cereal at different times and the kids were like oh we need more cocoa puffs Uh when in fact we had other boxes (laughs) so there's three there's one opened and two unopened boxes of cocoa puffs that need to be eaten wow and uh, i'm starting to wonder if maybe i should start eating cocoa puffs for breakfast just to just to knock them down they are good um does because you mentioned your kids does your son still eat his cereal with only chocolate milk god yes girl come on buddy yes he just does, he just doesn't like regular milk and he, uh-huh. for anything like anything and like the only time I will get to use regular milk is if we're out of chocolate milk and he needs me to make him some chocolate milk. <laughs> Has he already had a bunch of cavities? Uh, he did actually have a, a oh, couple of cavities. Okay. Um, uh, although my daughter had more. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So. Um, yeah, which, you know, when your children have cavities, it just makes you feel like an absolute shit parent. <laughs> Even though I remember getting, like, I remember when mm. I was 10, I had two cavities at once as well. Yeah. So, you yeah, know. Um, also, my daughter's big thing is she discovered raw cookie dough. Oh, so, I mean, it's so and, good. Like, she'll just make me go, like, get the tube, yeah. you know? It's terrible and, and, for you, and but. She, as soon as she's done with one, she's like, you need to get more uh-huh. uh, cookie dough. And I'm like, no. No, no, you got to take like a month off. The problem, the problem is, because yeah, I'm I'm with her on that. I will eat cookie dough. I like it way more than I like cookies. I mean, right. I like cookies fine, but raw cookie dough is the best. And yeah. on and and part of the problem is, I can eat a shit ton more raw cookie dough than I do cookies. Right. Like, once they bake, they kind of puff up and they fill up. And it's just, but I can just I can just keep scooping the cookie dough, and that's very dangerous. Yeah. And I have had like they had nowadays like they make oh Ed, this is okay to eat this is edible cookie dough right it's not as good there's something about the texture with the eggs in it and whatnot like I don't care mm-hmm. if there's a slight chance I get salmonella <laughs> it's so much fucking worth it yeah so it is worth it it is um a couple more things about Sonny the cuckoo sure. bird um he was initially voiced by this guy Chuck McCann uh, he did some voices quite a bit on the show Ducktales uh, from back in the day. 
Um, and then in 78, uh, since then, it has been voiced by Larry Kenny. Uh, he did um, the cowboy wearing hat guy in Silverhawks, but more famously, he he was Lionel in Thundercats. Oh wow! So same voice since '78 with uh, that's that's so weird to think about because Lionel's voice is kind of deep. Yeah, and then Sonny's voice is way up there. <laughs> yeah, very different. That was almost Mickey Mouse. It right was there esque, but yeah, but it's it's pretty similar. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay. All right, so that was both your number five and my number five, yep. so we'll go on to your number four. And my number four was your number nine, I believe it was. Um, you just something about this guy you did not care for, Lucky the Leprechaun. I mean, not I that you I didn't would... care for it. You like him no, enough. I think I just found him slightly annoying. Well, he is kind of a dick when you think about it. Yeah. The kids here on the opposite side, he's got the cereal, and he doesn't want to give it to the kids. <laughs> right. So opposite side of Tricks the Rabbit. Uh, but yeah, Lucky was created in 1964. Apparently also has been called Sir Charms and originally LC Leprechaun. Um, what did the LC stand for? I think probably Lucky Charm Leprechaun. Oh, okay. okay. Um, he was briefly in 1975 replaced by Waldo the Wizard in New England, uh, only in New England areas. And then Lucky remained for the rest of the U.S. But um, there's... Uh- Probably all the Irish in the Boston area were like, that's fucking racist. <laughs> that's probably exactly it. So, Lucky, you're right. He is kind of a, a bit of a, a douche um, from running around and all that kind of stuff. Never get, I mean, you know, granted, the kids would typically end up getting the cereal, but they're all trying to catch, catch Lucky. Um, right. You know, because that's the idea with the Lucky Charms or with a leprechaun, catch him to get his gold. And his gold is, is the uh, Lucky Charms, which actually... I mean, I remember it placing surprisingly high on my cereal list because mm-hmm. now I like the blend of the somewhat more bland pieces and then the extra right. marshmallow. Yeah, so. I'm the same way. I that that is still one of the the cereals I will eat. You know, my kids will ask for it, and then it'll half of it'll be gone. They're like, "Where'd it go?" And I'm like, "I don't, I don't know. It just kind of disappeared." Into my yeah, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I mean, they're magically delicious. Of course, absolutely. Great line. And I and a lot of kids. There's always like typically a song for the different um, whichever iteration of uh, marshmallows they have. And mm-hmm. for me, I will always remember hearts, stars and rainbows, horseshoes and blue moon. Oh, yeah. No, hearts, stars, horseshoes, clovers and blue moons, pots of golden rainbows and me red balloons. Yes. So that that is the rhyme that I will always have in my head. And I definitely remember when the red balloons were added. Uh-huh. And 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 I don't I, me thinking oh that's such a big deal they've added red balloons but now we've got to get more lucky charms. <laughs> it's another way to bring them in because I remember that yeah the pot of golds remember the shooting stars coming in at some point I mean they always have some silly thing that gets jumped in at some point but yeah did I did I ever tell you about the time I accidentally told my this was back this was years ago this is back when he was still very little might have been preschool when I accidentally told him that leprechauns didn't exist. Oh no. <laughs> and he got upset and I had to backtrack. Uh I mean, sure, son. Yeah. I and, and he was like, they're not. I'm like, well, I've never seen one. And then he was like, oh, so maybe it's just that you haven't seen one. I'm like, yeah, maybe it's just that I haven't seen one. <laughs> yeah. Man, my wife looked daggers at me <laughs> after that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, boy. I, there are a lot of there are some of these very um, I would say quote unquote woke parents that you know I will never lie to my kids. Um, but I'm like you yeah, know you what? Will. Yeah, like, who the idea for households that celebrate Christmas 
it, it's not a, it's not an evil thing to no. give this idea. You know, it's just like any other fairy tale or other stuff. You can learn stuff from it, or it's just kind of fun. Like there's something fun about it. Like, you know what? Why do we have to be so serious all the time for some of those? That's my little advice for a, from a non-parent to those new woke parents. Yeah, <laughs> like any, who cares? Trust me, any parent who says, uh, or any young parent who says that they're never going to yell or never going to not yell, well, even yell, or, or lie to their children um, is wrong. They mm-hmm. will absolutely <laughs> all the freaking time. Yeah. yeah, maybe we can get that next time. Sure. Mm-hmm. Just There's all kinds of little oh, things. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. We're all out of the Cocoa Puffs. They're all yeah. gone now. <laughs> they're all gone now. Put it in a higher thing so you yeah. can't see it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. My number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four has also not been mentioned yet, and I think it's uh, I think it's the commercials that really gets me more than anything. My number four is Toucan Sam. Honorable mention. Okay. So, um, Fruit Loops is an okay cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. It's a middle of the road cereal. It's not great, um, but. Those commercials, man, I, I think, you know, being a little kid and they're always bright and colorful to match the the sort of cereal. And uh, I mean, I don't know how many times I've actually uh, used the term follow your nose or follow my nose <laughs> in, in just weird places in conversation. Yeah. Um, I will always remember that. That is just something that will never go away. It's ingrained. I don't remember Fruit Loops smelling particularly good. So no, I don't know. They, they don't really smell like anything. <laughs> yeah, I and I remember. I think I remember hearing that they're all the same flavor. They um, are. Yeah, they're, they're all like like a, like a mixed fruit flavor or whatever, but they just have different colors. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. But yeah, I was the same way. Follow your nose, and I I'm just trying to remember, like, because he he didn't really make my list because I didn't find too much particularly memorable memorable about him other mm-hmm. than the follow your nose. But he is. He is a classic character. I like Toucan Sam just fine. Uh, all right, let's move on to number three. Okay. Uh, my number three was your number seven or eight. Um, I did include both Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble on my okay. list. They are okay. combined together. So Right. They, they're, uh, I think they're always both together on the box. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think it's sometimes they had probably like some of the other characters. I think Bam Bam and... Um, Pebbles, Pebbles got on at some point, but like it's pretty much mostly Fred and or Barney, um, and they were in the. It's me. It's the cartoons, so they they hit number yeah. three because Barney, like a lot of these, he's trying to steal Fred's pebbles and he's trying to do trick him, you know, put on some disguise or do some other kind of crazy thing to try and get Fred's pebbles. Um, and then usually he would get found out, and you'd hear Barney, my pebbles, and have to chase him, and <laughs> you know, it's all <laughs> crazy stuff. Um, They've been they've been the mascots since seventy one when the uh, uh, the cereal was released. I think I'm uh-huh. pretty sure we mentioned that. Like they've it's a it's a tie in. It's Pebbles. It's perfect. It's a perfect tie in right to um to the Flintstones in the show. Uh, I did see other things that um, Barney and Fred uh, were pitchmen for was Winston cigarettes uh, back <laughs> in the day because uh, they were actually a sponsor for the show Winston right. cigarettes and Fred would light up and deliver catchphrase. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. <laughs> just like, oh my God. And yeah. And like, just to know how like those things, they tie in. These are kids cartoon characters and kids serial characters. And then, you know what? Oh, we didn't see any problems with them also being 
cigarette right. characters. I wonder how like, many kids uh, lit up a Winston while they were eating their pebbles in the morning <laughs> in the seventies. Yeah, it's a got a hard day coming. <laughs> Daycare, <laughs> gotta get ready. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but yeah, I mean, classic characters, classic cartoon yeah. show. You kind of get those feels all together. And to be f- to kind of be fair, like I put Fred, I put the them lower. Only because I'm like, okay, they're not really the, they are the mascot, but like they, they weren't created for the cereal. The sure. cereal was essentially sort of like married with them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I, I, I mean, I loved, I watched the Flintstones all the time. I loved watching them. Yep. Um, I, God, I love the Pebbles. Uh, my kids have gotten into Cocoa Pebbles. I haven't, they haven't quite gotten on board with Fruity Pebbles. Oh, but there's a huge, Fruity is so much better. I I agree, but you know, and I'll take what I can get. So okay, I think I think it's because the, I think it's because, and I don't. He still does this. I don't know why. Like he still eats all the fruity cereals with chocolate milk. Still, even the fruity ones. Yes, even the fruity ones. And that's honestly, that's what disturbs me the most. It's not (laughs) having it with the chocolate one. I'm like, okay, I can I can handle that. That at least makes culinary sense. Mm -hmm. But like the fruity ones with the chocolate. No, no, not not even. Yeah. Not even a little bit. My daughter, thank God, uh, does have them with regular milk. Yeah, yeah. So. There's a. She's at least got a couple things she's normal at. Not all. Not yeah. a lot of things, but some. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, they're uh, the thing that's most frustrating is that like they have opposite tastes. So like he only likes cereal with chocolate milk. She only likes cereal with regular milk. He loves pizza. She hates pizza. She loves burgers. He hates burgers. <laughs> They'll both tolerate hot dogs. So at least there's that. There but, you go. It's, it's, I'm, and I'm like, man, when I kid, I just ate everything. Well, not everything, because we had like, you know, we had like our vegetables and shit that we didn't like. Yeah, eating, like, I was picking the normal stuff. kid foods. Like, we didn't shy away from any of that. Yes, like the reg. You're right. The regular bad for you kid stuff. Uh, absolutely. It was the yeah. I don't like tomatoes or onions or marshmallow or uh, uh, mushrooms or stuff. But yeah, which I still don't like almost any of that stuff. I well, mean, me too. <laughs> that's not. It's not true. I I mean, like mushrooms. I don't like. Hardly at all, ever. Yeah, and it's a texture thing. Tomatoes, I just don't like raw. Yeah, tomatoes, and that's also a texture thing. Um, onions, I love onions. I don't like raw onions. Yeah, it's very similar. I've gotten, I've gotten to where I mean, I really enjoy a good sautéed or caramelized onion. Oh, you know, God, on yeah. on something. Any, I'm at the point now where I, whenever I get steak, like mm-hmm. my wife will be like, "Hey, I really want steak tonight. I'll get steak. I'll get an onion." And she will have some of the onion, but like half of that onion is going on top of my steak. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it works real, really well together. After I uh, uh, cook the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact for any of you guys who saute your own onions, uh, you want to add a little bit of extra sweetness to it, add just like a little splash of balsamic vinegar. Okay. Into your sauteed onions. Not a lot, but just a little because it's very sweet and it will start help kind of caramelize and coat the uh, onions, give it a little sweet tartness yeah i mean that would go great with steaks makes sense yeah it's really good uh all right where are we uh your number three my number three um is really this high up for the nostalgia of it he's kind of like the first serial mascot i remember um i don't know why this is the one i associate being with being the first one but i do and my number three is buzz the bee uh higher on my list okay so. Okay. And we're not waiting far. My number two is Buzz the Bee. Okay. So. Uh, yeah. 
I just remember for some reason the commercials. I just remember the commercials as being like some of the first serial commercials I associate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's always been there, mm-hmm. um, and he, he's never really changed other than some of his look here and there being, being updated. But he's been very consistent. And Honey Nut Cheerios was one of those cereals that we had very often in the house. Yes, probably because they marketed themselves as healthier. <laughs> Is a right. heart healthy way to start your day or some shit like that. It's not. It's got just as much sugar as <laughs> any of the other things. I mean, I think I remember seeing it's just as much sugar as like uh, uh, cookie crisp and stuff like that. Right. It's just like it's it's BS marketing, but it worked on our mom. I'll say. Yes. <laughs> or and probably a lot of a lot of families out there. But yeah, yeah Buzz uh, was created in 1979. He didn't have a name. He was just the B, the honey honey nut Cheerio B mm. until 2000. Uh, when they did a naming national naming contest, and this uh, young girl named Christine Tong, a fifth grade student from Coolidge, Texas, n- dubbed him Busby, and that's what they went with. I I refuse to believe that she was the only one that yeah. came up with that. I'm sure other kids did. Sure, hers was just the one that was picked at random. Yeah, uh, you're exactly. Oh, this is from a kid. That's cute. Let's go with that. Um, but. What I liked about Buzz and what I liked about his character, there was no real trickeration going on. He was just right. a nice, helpful, positive little bee. Yeah. <laughs> he's just he's just a nice little guy, always trying to like just make things work. Um he was originally voiced by Arnold Stang, uh, who did the voice of Top Cat and some other characters oh, that you okay. would know. Um until nineteen ninety two. Then he's been voiced by different people, like Billy West is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Marsden is another one, and some other people I didn't really recognize as much. But, uh, but yeah, so some good good voice talent along with him. And honestly, a, a good marketing tool for like not being afraid of bees. Yeah, true. I still I hate bees still. That doesn't I, help me. I, I do too. <laughs> I try because I know they are really good for the environment. I try really hard to not bother them steer away uh if i see a wasp or a hornet that shit's dying kill it kill it with fire i will will, yeah i will find a blowtorch and a hairspray can to get rid of that shit yeah they're just pure evil yeah i saw a very satisfying video the other day of a guy who literally took a pair of scissors and cut a hornet in half in the middle of the air just (laughs) satisfying but also a bit morbid john (laughs) yeah well Sometimes, sometimes it'd be like that. Well, they, they're little bastards, so they fair. Are, yeah, they are assholes. <laughs> All right. Well, both of our number ones have been spoiled. No, not, not my number one. Oh, no. Oh, I, I forgot. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. So my number two is one that you mentioned. My number one has not been mentioned. Ah. Uh, my number two, and I will admit that he's up here for two reasons. One... And this, this is kind of going against the thing I said in the beginning. Uh, one, he has the coolest fucking name. <laughs> and two, it's a cereal that I've come to love later in life than I did. I didn't really eat it that much yeah. as a kid. I've actually become, it's become one of my more favorite cereals. Um, but my number two is Captain Horatio Magellan Crunch. Yeah, hell of a name. <laughs> hell of a name. He was first introduced in 63. He was my number six here. Um Funny enough, he was created by Alan Burns, who would later be known for co-creating the Munsters and the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Oh, cool! So that's cool. I understand um, the Munsters, but the Mary Tyler Moore Show—that's uh, yeah, that's very different. different. Yeah, um, and it, I think this has all been kind of said in in different trivia stuff. 
He uh, a captain in the Navy wears four bars on their sleeve. Yet he has typically he's been seen with at times one bar, um, which is just an insignee, uh, two bars, which is a lieutenant and three bars, which is a commander. So he hasn't quite actually made it to captain level yet in the Navy. <laughs> I mean, at this point, he really should have just been an admiral. He should be. Exactly. Exactly. He's up there. Or uh, yeah. admiral of the Navy or whatever they call it, mm-hmm. the highest position. He's uh, the ship is called the Guppy that he drives. He was apparently born on Crunch Island, a magical island off the coast of Ohio in the <laughs> Sea of Milk. <laughs> well, I don't know where the fuck they came up with that. I mean, to be fair, Ohio is a sea of milk. Yeah. <laughs> so white. <laughs> I, I I saw that. At least that's how it was on, on the Wikipedia page about um, Captain Crunch. And I was like, what? Off the coast of Ohio? Uh, I mean, so it's a great lake that he was born in. Um <laughs> Which are, you know, are known for their naval <laughs> yes, bases. The pra- <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That was weird. Oh, uh, man. Uh, but he's, great- he's a, I was just saying, he has a fun character. I like how he's drawn. He's he, he kind of yeah. goofy, but still at the same time, still fun. He is. He is still fun, exactly. Just goofy stuff. It's not too much like, um, you know, trying to trying to help kids get, you know, the cereal or just help kids do situation. Uh, he was voiced by Dawes Butler until Dawes Butler oh. died in 88. Okay. Who Dawes Butler was Huckleberry Hound, Snagglepuss, yep. Yogi the Bear, and uh, Barney Rubble. So great, great voice actor right there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we made it to our number ones. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's see who your number one was. M- mine is the spoiled one. I'm kind of surprised and curious where you're going to go with your number one. Maybe it's someone I forgot about. Uh, my number one is, to me, it was obvious he was going to be my number one it's tony the tiger see my tony did not make my number one because tony annoyed the shit out of me what i didn't really i didn't particularly care for his commercials he's such like a happy positive like good vibes guy he is but for some reason i don't know i i I, to me i I associate him too much as being similar to like Smokey the bear like just (laughs) I felt like I was getting preached to a little bit. Do you, I, I was like, do you have a problem with Smokey? All right, John. I like Smokey. <laughs> he's fine. But he's fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's he's kind of like, he's like, to me, Tony the Tiger is like a character to look up to. You know, he's big. He looks strong, but he's not toxic. He is not toxic no, masculinity. He is not. He is not. He is like, if anything, he's an absolute good role, good role model. I mean, and he yeah. did make my list. Not that there were a lot of options. Yeah, but. of course, but <laughs> true. He did make I mean, my list. Yeah. You love the way you love his line. They're great. They're great. And Thurl Ravenscroft did his voice for a long time. Just iconic voice, iconic mm-hmm. actor, voice actor. Um, so I, I, I just kind of had it because he is this look up to feature. He's probably, I mean, even though he's not like your number one, you have to admit he's probably one of the best known oh. serial characters of all. He probably the number one or close to. That's when I was making the list, and I was like, my seven, eight, nine are Fred Flintstone, Tony the Tiger, and Lucky the Leprechaun. Probably the most recognizable. Yeah. Of- of serial mascots mm-hmm. and on there. Um, yeah. I mean, they're just widely known. He's they're everywhere. Yep. Not a serial that my kids got into. I tried getting them into it. I think they liked it. Okay. It's, I think it's just cause they go soft too fast for them. They do. Yeah. You have to eat them quick. Yeah. I mean, sim- similar with the, the pebbles. So, but, yeah. uh, all right. Well, apparently my number one is a mystery and I'm pretty sure that my love of these characters stems from my love of TV shows with other small characters. Um, my number one is Snap, Crackle, and Pop. 
interesting. I, they are never they're never been the serial cartoon uh, mascots that I've ever cared a shit about. I don't know what it was. I've always thought they were funny. I also, I also, for some reason, when I was a kid, associated them with the Keebler elves. They're very similar. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so in my head, like they all existed in like the same universe. Uh huh. I can see that. Absolutely. But uh, I don't. They were just when I was doing this list, they were literally the first things I saw. I thought of it was like Snap, Crackle, okay. Pop, Boom. Sure. I mean, uh, yeah, they are very iconic with the Rice Krispies and hell. I mean, with Rice Krispie treats also becoming mm-hmm. such a big thing out there, you see them everywhere. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I definitely think about it, but I just, I whatever it is, I didn't have the nostalgic tie, but glad you did. Okay, <laughs> we'll take so. that. Yeah. Um, I didn't re- any any one I had that was an honorable mention's already been mentioned. Do you have any additional ones? Um, no, not real. Well, I was gonna add in. There's always there's been a bunch of like other weird cereals out there. You mm-hmm. know, we can't really kind of. I allowed Barney and Fred because. Fruity and Cocoa Pebbles and mostly Fruity Pebbles meant so much to me right. um, that they was, they've been on there for so long and they've stayed as staples on those boxes forever the right. entire time since yeah. the beginning. But they were also short lived. Hell, there's uh, Steve Urkel had Urkelos. You could have counted him. <laughs> uh, C-3PO had C-3PO's <laughs> and mm-hmm. he had a short lived uh, Star Wars tie in. So there's a lot of funky, weird characters out there. I almost very much almost considered putting chef Wendell on my list because uh cinnamon toast crunch is my favorite cereal mm-hmm. it won number one but when I thought about it I'm like I didn't give a crap about chef Wendell no I, I honestly had no idea he had a name and I don't I don't associate I mean now I kind of do because the new commercials have like the toast the cinnamon toast <laughs> crunch is like its own characters I got like yeah, eyes weird. and weird stuff but like I've never associated the cereal with a mascot ever yeah. it's just the cereal Fair. Um, I I could I could mention even though I don't see how anyone still eats this cereal and I don't know how it's still making money, I did appreciate when like Wheaties would put like actual oh, yeah. athletes and stuff. And since, even though it's not technically a mascot, it's like it's mm-hmm. you know health and fitness are kind of like the mascot of Wheaties. Um, even though like I've I've had maybe two or three bowls of Wheaties in my life because they are not good. No, I I actually and I'm a fan of like regular brand cereal we have it in our house almost all the Mm -hmm. time i like regular brand cereal more than i like wheaties it's just they don't they don't taste good at all i i was always a raisin brand yeah fair i'd like raisins um mostly just in oatmeal i love raisins and oatmeal i think it's Mm -hmm. for some reason just that combination is really good to me um also it doesn't help that they fucking sugarcoat the raisins in raisin (laughs) brand they're very sweet uh all right well this was actually a fun little uh list to do yeah, trip down uh, memory lane with a lot of these, and and really, it, as you said it before, it was more a um, what am I most nostalgic for when it comes to, or what ad campaign did the best, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what what cart what uh, uh, commercials were I was I most fond of, and or I saw the most probably. Yep. So, well, thank you again to Asha Yusuf for uh, for being a patron and uh, suggesting uh, this episode. And if you want to suggest or even be on an episode, you can go to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that's right for you. Please do. All right. And that was our top 10 serial mascots. Please join us next time as we kick off our vampire month by breaking down the 1992 film Buffy the Vampire Slayer discussing the 90s and 2000s TV show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and recasting the TV show using actors of today. 
If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. Hi, my name is Scott, and I host a nostalgia cast called People Don't Forget. Join me each episode for a deep dive into all things nostalgia. Do you remember your favorite songs from the year 2000 or the TV shows you watched in 2003? If you don't, that's okay. Listen to People Don't Forget and take a particular journey with me down memory lane.